Harry baby. Harry baby. Everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host Rob Logan, joined in the studio by Mike Volbe. I'm here and Paulo. Heidi ho, neighbor. <laughs> Every time he's changing it up, I'm doing something different. Eventually, you're gonna repeat one. I'm gonna call you on it. And <laughs> <laughs> he's he's don't think he's not writing them down. Yeah, right. <laughs> everything and not people. I keep statistics on everything. We established this before. Uh, I do want to remind people that the Geek Gen Awards are currently up for voting. You can go to thegeekgeneration.com/awards in order to vote on your favorites in video games, TV, movies, the podcast that we do. We have stuff for every category. It's as simple as just clicking your favorite and hitting submit. That voting will remain open until February 6th. This is our 2014 year in review episode. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow, that sounded very defeatist, but we will move forward anyway. We were defeated, that's why. <laughs> that's true. It was a tough year. Uh, but we are going to talk about our favorites in video games and TV and movies and things like that. Do not let our favorites influence your voting for the Geek Gen Awards. You can still vote for the things that you think are your favorite. Uh, but we're going to talk some of the things that like occupied our time. So these aren't necessarily all things that came out in 2014. They could just be things that we consumed in 2014. So they're not necessarily always related. Oh, shitload of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> of various flavors, including cake batter. Yes. Which is odd. What kind of? It's like confetti cake. Yeah. Same idea. Mm. So starting out with video games, let's talk about some of the things that we did consume in 2014. Who'd like to go first? Fulby. Well, I didn't really. I I didn't consume. I finally played a game that I wanted to play forever. Okay. Which was Dead Island. Oh, yeah. That consumed basically Xbox released it for free somewhere in late winter Mm -hmm. and it took me until september to beat it because what i did was i only played with my friend jack okay and we only played online Mm. so i didn't touch it and he didn't touch the game unless we could both play together online so it took many many months to beat this game but he's one who loves to explore everything Mm. like we had to explore every inch of every map which was actually fun to do with somebody yeah because he'd be exploring stuff and then I'm shooting zombies in the face <laughs> trying to stop him from dying. So it was a really good game and I'm excited for the next one. And I'm glad that I finally got to play that game. And then State of Decay, of course, was right. my alternative. I just continued to put more and more hours and still do into yeah. that game. Do you? Yeah. And I'm surprised because like I put time into those games. But I never got around to playing Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm-hmm. I never played Skyrim, mm-hmm. which are two really big games. But I found myself watching videos on YouTube of other people playing so I could live vicariously through them. Without having the full-time commitment. Yeah. Yeah. It's just – it's gotten to the point where I look at these games and I go, they're so big that I just – I, I don't even. You're yeah. too big. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't even try to put the time. <laughs> that's into what this. she said. Hey. Oh. Uh, that's really all I played. I mean, I, I just didn't have time to play a lot of games this yeah. year. My Xbox was used for YouTube and Amazon and Netflix. That seems to be, it's funny, whenever I log in and I see my friends online and stuff, without fail, like, half of them are just watching Netflix. Yeah. 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 Oh, I did play, uh, that's right, Walking Dead 
the oh, Telltale yeah. Games, the second season, which yep. was very, very good. Yeah. All They're, zombie games, every single it is. one. The replayability of it was not like the first one, though. No. Because I replayed the first mm-hmm. one three or four times, and this one I just went through once and said, okay, I'll wait for season three. Yeah. And I feel like I need to go through and try the other choices. Right. So I don't know if that's a, that's probably a bad well, thing. Well, once you've... I think it has to do with the fact, too, that season one was the beginning. Yeah. So once you've established that story... Well, I could go back, though, because I had three different saves, and they I chose different things each time. Oh. I could pick any one of those saves and continue into the new season. But is that not just going to get confusing? Like, what's yeah. your continuity? Well, that was exactly then? it, because yeah. I just randomly chose one, because I couldn't remember right. which thing okay. I did, so... Yeah. So uh, yeah, then you have no established continuity. You're no. you're the Marvel universe with different worlds, and mm-hmm. you got to condense it into one now. Yeah. So I think that's what I'll do with season three. Is uh, you know, reboot, start from the beginning. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna DC fifty two that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul, would you play this here? Um, let's see. I don't know. For me, it was a little different because uh, my game, the prior, my priority on gaming at least in the beginning of the year, was not as high because I was, you know, still getting used to being mm-hmm. a new parent and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, That's a video game in itself. <laughs> yeah, the worst video game. <laughs> um, so much poop in that video game. <laughs> um, more than The Binding of Isaac? Oh, I don't know. There has to be more. <laughs> Maybe it's just my son. I don't know. Um, I mean, I played GTA five. Um, you know, off and on. Mostly it was to like do things in the game, not to necessarily follow the storyline. Sure, sure. But like, you know, to like race or to like, after seeing the videos of like the jets and the tanks, like yeah. trying to get those things and like, you know, do things in that. And like the flying aspect of it was fun. And, uh, you know, seeing videos on YouTube of people doing like crazy shit in the jet, like flying mm-hmm. through tunnels and things. Like, I wanted to try that, too, but I was nowhere near as competent. So I would just be crashing planes <laughs> in the cliffs and be like, oh, well, <laughs> no consequence. Um, and then I think a lot of my gaming came in the, the to the last quarter of 2014 because mm-hmm. that's when I got – I ended up getting the Xbox One. Bad choice. I don't know. I mean, PSN was down for so You're the so one long. who said you regretted buying the I'm Xbox One. I'm trying to put a positive spin okay. on it right now. You're justifying your purchase. Yeah, I'm justifying the purchase. <laughs> um, but let's see. So the last quarter, basically, of 2014 was uh, when I did most of my gaming. I uh, started off with Diablo 3. Obviously, that's you know just a grind for the most part, and I was a fan of the first couple of games, so... It was a natural transition for me, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, the grind and the loot system and everything and having everything, like doing the research into putting together a character that is, you know, of the highest caliber is something that was of great interest to me. So I kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I transitioned into Destiny because I bought the game with Diablo 3 mm-hmm. when I got the new console and that has absorbed my life <laughs> pretty much <laughs> since then and it's I mean, it's been a series of ups and downs those and, bungee folks know how to suck you in hardcore. yeah and they i mean i'm already you know that we're on the second dlc right now and so or not the second dlc the first dlc so you know uh it's it sucks that you know we don't get a lot of the exclusives and stuff from like the psn or from the ps4 but still a good game i mean i'm still playing it so there must be something about it right mm-hmm. so and then uh Dragon Age Inquisition and Shadows of Mordor. Those are two games that I bought and then kind of sidelined um, for, you know, Destiny. But every now and again, when I need to refresh, 
uh, I'll just put one of those games in and play. Uh, How do you like Shadow of Mordor? It's the, I mean, you, you listen to the Indoor Kids, so you probably heard yeah, this, yeah. but it's basically like the combat of Arkham with some of the, like a more, you know, like RPG elements to mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, it's good. I mean, like, you know, you can do a lot of cool shit. Like, um, there's like a, I think there's like a possession power ability where you can like possess, you know, some of the creatures. Okay. And use them towards, you know, your ends. Um, the nemesis system is cool because you can kind of develop, right, right. you can develop like a arch enemy. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And you know, like you can kind of name the bad guys too. So you can name them something silly or you can name them. Something. Oh, you can call them whatever you want. I don't I, I, like, I haven't gotten that far <laughs> into it. Okay. So I haven't really developed my nemesis yet. That's but. one of those games I'm just excited to play because it doesn't seem like a crazy time commitment and it yeah. sounds fun as hell. Yeah. You can drop in and out of it. And, uh, I mean, there are certain elements of it that, you know, you do need to kind of keep in the back of your mind, but sure. it's stupid fun. It's a video, like they say on the indoor kids, it's a video game as video game. But yeah. It's got, you know, cool stuff about it. Uh, in Dragon Age Inquisition, I'm just trying to fuck everybody in the game. Basically. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that know. seems to be a common thread with people playing that game. Yeah. Because I mean, you, you have those, you can, they give you the option for those relationships, you know? And like, and it seems like every dude has their eye on some other pretty boy dude that they're trying to fuck the shit out of. Oh, I'm trying to fuck the big bull guy. <laughs> the guy that looks like a giant bull. Cause I mean, if you're going to go big, go big. Right? right. Right. And apparently according to what I've read, he's got a huge dick. So, um, <laughs> Hey, it's a video game, right? <laughs> this is some weird ass video game. This is where we've gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, don't get me wrong. The gameplay is great. The story is awesome. Uh, but it's and, all about fucking people. But it's you all know, about banging dudes. <laughs> when it gets, when it comes down to it, I mean, you're trying to get your faction rep up. So you know, right? Fuck these dudes. When I try to get my faction rep up, yeah. I just step up. And then <laughs> you know, dudes be hollering every now and then. You gotta take one for the team. If you, if I don't you know. Gotta, if you gotta take a little dick here and there. <laughs> Or a giant one from the rock monster. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> son, if you're listening to this at any point in the future, I'm, believe me, I love your mother. Uh, and the last game, which was surprisingly addicting for me, was Threes. Um, threes oh, yeah. is a is an iOS or Android uh, based game. It's a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's addition and multiplication. I mean, basically is what it is. So it's math homework. It's math homework <laughs> in a video game. And uh, like you can start playing it and then like you will completely lose track of time. And then 30 minutes later, you'll be like, holy shit, what happened? So you have to learn time too? Jesus Christ. This yeah, is just like, for a lot <laughs> this is a lot yeah. of math. And uh, I mean, I did this once when I was um, like, I was waiting for a client at the courthouse and it like he was running a, like a lot late, like 30, 45 minutes late. But the time flew by because I was just <laughs> sitting there like, what happened? Holy shit. That was amazing. But yeah, so threes. Definitely. Um, if you've got two ninety nine, pick that shit up. That's it should just be $3. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> threes for three. And that's it for video games. Okay. I think they could squeeze out that extra penny and have that be a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, I played not a ton of video games this year. Everyone thinks I play more games than I do, I think. Every time I came over, you'd be playing a game. Well, yeah, but it's an easy way to kill, like, 15 minutes while I'm waiting for people to show up. So, like, what am I going to do in those 15 minutes otherwise? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, the South Park, The Stick of Truth, was a yeah. game that I played the shit out of. That was, still, is, like, the funniest game I've ever played in my life. 
I have meant to go back and play again because they do have the four classes mm-hmm. and the the gameplay is slightly different. Granted, the story and everything are still going to be the same, uh-huh. but things could end up different. It is. I mean, it's an RPG. Any RPG is replayable just in that sense where if you choose another class, it's a different experience because you level up differently, you get different powers, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's been enough time in between where I'm going to kind of forget stuff. <laughs> so I think playing it again would be very fresh again. Whereas if I had just played immediately with another class, it would have been different. That being said, I have so many other things I want to play. I don't know if I'll ever get around to playing through it again, but it was a worthwhile experience. Uh, Mercenary Kings was a game that mm-hmm. I played this year. The, this year too was interesting too because it was the fruition of many Kickstarter campaigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see that in the movie section as well. But Mercenary Kings was one of those games that I helped kickstart. Uh, even met the creators at PAX East a couple years ago. And uh, it ultimately ended up being a very fun game. I did not finish it at some point. I did kind of get like feeling like it was a little repetitive. And it is interesting in the sense that you get all the different kind of loadouts and the customizable weapons and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's fun. But the gameplay itself is a little bit repetitive. Right. But ultimately, uh, still well worth the money that it costs. And you'll get the time out of it that's worth the money for sure. Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition. Played that in a few different forms. Started out with just the regular game and then uh, moved on to the Super Super Turbo Championship Edition when I got that. That game was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I heard from so many people about how challenging it was. Maybe I'm just super awesome. uh, But I found it to be... A normal difficulty game. Mm. Like I didn't crank up the difficulty beyond anything that it was normally set at. Maybe that's what they were doing, but I just played at the regular difficulty level and I thought it was a decent challenge. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like easy to the point where it was a walk through the park, but it wasn't as crushingly difficult as I had heard from so many people. Maybe it's just because it felt more like an old school platformer to me mm-hmm. and I'm used to Maybe. that level of difficulty. Yeah. I grew up with Mega Man, goddammit. <laughs> if, if, if I can play Mega Man and having to respawn at the beginning of a level over and oh, over again, yeah. then I can play through pretty much any side-scrolling platformer you're going to throw at me at this point. Mm-hmm. So, very fun game. Uh, then there's the whole PlayStation 4 thing, which I got. Yeah. Finally, been talking about it for a while. <laughs> Finally got one this year. Well worth it. Awesome games on that. Played through Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. It is a rare game that I actually spend a lot of time on to where I 100% it and get the platinum trophy yep. and everything. Nice. I've done that with every Lego game that I have and almost every Batman game that I have. Those are like my two that I really grind through. Does just it eat get away it. at you if you haven't done it? A little it's bit. It's so time consuming. It is. But in Lego games, it's it's reasonable. Like in a Lego game, they're not it's making not like you Assassin's Creed where you have to find all the flags. Yeah, all the that's horseshit. City. It's such a pain in the ass. I hate just collection, collection mm-hmm. trophies where you have to find this and find that, whatever. You do kind of, I guess, collect the gold bricks in Lego, but they're all for doing tasks. Like it's gameplay mm-hmm. that you earn them for. So I never feel like I'm really just grinding through it. And there's so many characters in Lego Batman three that you can vary your gameplay up at any time. There are characters that I barely touched, and I could still go back and use them, and it would still feel different and new in a way. So, Plus, there's still DLC coming out for it, so I'm not even done with it. I've played through the initial packs that they had, the Batman 75th Anniversary one, the Man of Steel one, the... what else was it? Uh, The Arrow one came out recently, Mm -hmm. and I played through that. That was interesting. It was very funny to hear Stephen Amell doing the voiceover for Arrow and kind of uh like it takes place on the island 
So okay. he talks about the fact that Arrow is actually dressed up like Arrow. There, he's like, just for all you continuity like snobs out there, <laughs> this is just for the sake of the game, okay? Like, back off. <laughs> it is funny hearing all those things, and he does poke fun at the show. So if you're if you're a watcher of the show, it's very very entertaining. Uh, that was a great game. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I spent a ton of time with that. If I ever have like a free half hour to forty five minutes, and I want to like crank through a run of that. It's always enjoyable too. I like to shut off the music and like put a podcast on. Yep. Not one of ours. I'm not that narcissistic, but <laughs> <laughs> some other podcast I'm listening Clarifies. to. Yeah. Uh, some other podcast I'm listening to and I'll just have the sounds of the game playing and it's a nice way to kind of turn off my brain, just listen to the podcast, relax and play some Binding of Isaac. And the fact that this version of the game allows you to stop mid run and come back and resume later oh, is good. huge. You couldn't do that on the original version, but the fact that you can do that now means I never feel like I'm wasting my time with it. I can always come back to a run later. And if something yep. comes up, I can stop and not feel like guilty that I invested time in a run I can't finish. So things like that. But I, I do still think it's like one of the best games that's come out in recent years. So if people are not playing that, they absolutely should be in one form or another. And there's this other game you might have heard about called Fallout New Vegas. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, you... <gasps> I still haven't touched uh, it. Uh, <laughs> is it still in the package? No, it came unwrapped. No, we right? unwrapped it a while ago, right. but it still has not even been taken out of it the package. It will never be taken it out. It will not. So uh, just as my yearly update, I still have not <laughs> I still have not touched Fallout New Vegas and probably never will. See, another a new Fallout game I would probably buy. I paid invest- $60 for this, by the way. <laughs> I would buy and invest the time into. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Although I don't know. Is there even one scheduled? I don't know. Rumors, I haven't heard anything. It's rumors. rumors only. Yeah. They'll make it. They're probably yeah. making it right now. Yeah. But that was my uh, video games for 2014. So yeah. let's hop into the television. We'll occupy our TV. time there. TV. I have a feeling one of ours is going to be mutual uh, because this year was the launch of a network. Oh, w- yeah. All right. So let's do this. Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. WWE Network. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Did I had you? it for six months. Yeah. I didn't use it to the extent that you did. Because I'm always consuming so many other Milk things. that son of a bitch dry. <laughs> <laughs> I got my $9.99 worth. Well, it's ten oh eight when you factor in tax. That tea but, has no liquid left in it. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, where do you think all these extra muscles came from? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, no, it's good. I have actually think it's actually slipped a little since the launch. Really? They're not updating program. Like, they came out full steam. Look, here's all this shit. Mm-hmm. And they're having a hard time maintaining it. Yeah. Uh, they were doing like this WrestleMania rewind, which I love because they would grab WrestleMania matches, some main events, not always. And then they would do the backstory and all the buildup and how things storyline wise and creative. It almost didn't happen. And then they things mm-hmm. got turned around and they decided to do it. And it's like, this is so awesome. I love this. And it built up to you watching the full match and they were hammering them out on almost like a weekly or every couple week basis. And now they haven't made a new one since. Now they're doing the same thing with like rivalries. So they've got hmm. all, like Matt Hardy and Edge. And yep. they went behind the scenes with how Lita was involved. And oh, they wow. talked about that. And they were very open about it. Wow. And they're doing a lot with that now. Do they like go back and re-interview Edge and Matt and everything? Edge? Uh, no. They they grab interviews from maybe some past specials. <laughs> but because they there was no shots of Edge with short hair and Matt Hardy's no longer okay. with them. Sure. He's with TNA. But it, it does say former WWE, you know. And they have like interviews with Jeff where it says former. Yeah. You know, the content's all there. They have every pay-per-view from every company ever. 
you know, ECW, WCW, mm-hmm. WWE. So that's really cool to go back and watch a random pay-per-view here and there or to be like, oh, I remember this match. Let me go watch the whole thing. Right, right. But as far as new content, they're they're falling behind a little. That might have something to do with the fact that they lost, what, like 20-something million dollars last year. But mm. I think uh, maybe the network didn't take off as big as they anticipated. Yeah. So they don't have the revenue stream coming in to support all the different programming that yeah. they were creating. And, I mean, it's it's probably taking a little bit of money away from their pay-per-view pockets. Oh, it's taking a lot of money away from their because, pay-per-view yeah. pockets. Because if you're charging nine ninety nine for a pay-per-view, whereas the old pay-per-view charge was like 40 bucks, And then Mania is like 60 60 but so still, just say average 40 They must have, what do you think? I don't know what the cut on that was, but it was more than 10 bucks. Like, right. They must have been getting 20 or 30 of that. Because that was CM Punk's big thing was like, all right, so you're going to cut the price down to a, a min, like a quarter of what we were making. How are you going to pay everybody? Right. Because, you know, if, if mm-hmm. they're not making what they used to make. Right. But the network is good. Like, I still enjoy it. I'm not going to get rid of it. And I actually hope that Raw and SmackDown get moved to the network at some point soon. I think that's a big part of it. Like, if, if people can access Raw and SmackDown through mainstream channels yeah. and they had to have WWE Network. All wrestling fans would be on WWE. So Network. they would literally see another half a million subscribers. Even the fact that the, the delay is so big. I might have kept it if I knew that like the following week I could watch last week's Raw. But it's like three but, weeks to a should, month yeah. sometimes. Oh, they're, uh, they're a month behind. Yeah. Like that's that I can't deal with yeah. that. That's not fast enough. They should, it shouldn't even be a week. Yeah. It should be a matter of days. <laughs> if it airs on Monday, you should be able to have it by Wednesday or Thursday. I agree. Well, maybe that's what they're new negotiating with. The maybe saying stuff is going to be. All right, you know, we're going to wait till the current contract runs out. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I watched. What else did I watch? Of course, Walking Dead. That's continued to improve and get better and better. Yep. And this past two thousand, what aired in two thousand fourteen, was fantastic. Uh, Orange is the new black season two. Mm. Do you watch that, Paul? I watched season one. I'm not into season two yet. No, it's very good. I'm looking forward to another season. Uh, do YouTube channels count as TV? Because I I think it's becoming kind of all, I have to all count encompassing at this point. I sure, have why not? Cable. So, yeah. Well, I started following Watch Mojo, which is a YouTube channel. They mm-hmm. do lots of like top ten superheroes, and there's okay. like a lot of countdown stuff and cool. a lot of video and stuff. It's really good. You should follow that channel. And then Fail Army, which is fun. Oh yeah, because like. Every week or so, they just put out tons of videos of people falling through things and yeah. getting hit by cars and <laughs> just things exploding. And, you know, that's Which fun. is always good stuff. So that consumes a lot of my time. If I, like, you have time to throw a game on, sure. I'll throw one of those things on and just sit and laugh at, my, at it. <laughs> and just YouTube in general has become kind of my entertainment source. Yeah. Well, it, there's good, if you look for it, there is good stuff out there, there for is. sure. I'm subscribed to a lot of channels. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much, you know, my TV viewing. Okay, Paul. Let's see. Game of Thrones. Obviously, this season was pretty big with the whole dying thing. <laughs> Which could be the summary of any I, season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the continuing theme, but also this season was particularly bad, especially if you were a fan of a certain character. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't... I know. Look at you jumping around it. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't even know the character if you said it, but our audience might. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's good. It was good. Um, I I enjoyed it. I look forward to what's going to happen, especially with how they left the, this past season with a lot of the characters. So, 
Um, I'm looking forward to April when all that stuff comes back. Yep. On the same network, Silicon Valley. Yeah, great show. That was the shit. I mean, I, I enjoyed that show quite a bit. Um, and it wasn't just funny. It was thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gave you a little bit of an insight into that industry and how it works. You sure. Know, like, uh, like that whole thing where they, like, they pay people a contract just to keep them from going to another company yes. or something, you know, like that. Like, those guys. And that um, happens in entertainment, too. Yeah. They'll, people will get put on, like, retainer for a network and be like, well, we want to have access to you if we find the show for right. you. But we don't want you going over to this other company. Alternatively, we don't want you to take your talent somewhere else. Right, right, right. And it's it's you know it's it's it was funny, insightful, nice insight into that industry, and also that dick joke was just epic, incredible. Like that was the best five minutes (laughs) of a joke. And not only that, like it could have just been a standalone dick joke, but it really was a huge climactic moment. Not to, (laughs) I mean, that's an easy pun to make, but yeah, yeah, the uh, the it was a huge like turnaround climactic moment Mm -hmm. in the story of the show. Right. So it 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 could not have been excluded. It was important. It was great, and I mean, I think all the people in that show, you know, from Kumail and T.J. Miller, Mm -hmm. Thomas Mildish was. Awesome. Yeah. I think TJ's phenomenal. Yeah. He's there's something about that guy. Like, <laughs> just he, you can put him in almost anything. And yeah. He's, great. he's I mean, so great. Yeah. Incredible. And on the same network again last week tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Again, you saw the rise of somebody who came from another show when you thought, oh, yeah, he's just doing the daily show on HBO, but it was com- something completely different. Yeah. In my opinion, it was it was better. I mean, I had, well, yeah. I mean, it was once a week. They yeah. had time to really structure everything, and like, just it was so like there was an intelligence behind it that you don't ordinarily see in other comedy. I'm not saying that they don't do that on the Daily Show because they do, mm-hmm. but um, you know, there was just like they the way that they built up to the point that they're trying to get to. Yep. By using comedy and by using the information that's available. I mean, there's just like you, the, the half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever that you spent watching that show just flew by. Yeah. Like, you, and you're so anxious to get onto the next segment of whatever they're talking about. Like, not, there wasn't a dead zone in that show. Correct. Period. So, case in point for it, they did that net neutrality thing that we had talked about before. Yeah. And their argument mm-hmm. against that was just unbelievably put together. Yeah. And the salmon thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the salmon cannon or whatever that was the best bit like really how was. they got all those people to get in on that, that i know incredible Let's see what else um at midnight that's one show that's like you know it's it dvrs for me because it's on a little bit later than mm-hmm. you know i'd like to stay up so i watch it the next day but you know it's topical funny i wish um, i remember to watch it more because every time i have uh-huh. it's so good yeah they're at the point where they've done enough shows where there are comedians that you definitely want to tune into. Like, for example, like if Ron Funches is on mm-hmm. at midnight, like I'm like, I will watch it out of order just to see Ron Funches because <laughs> yeah. he's fucking hilarious. But they're like, you know, the people that win repeatedly or the people that are really good or the people that are really good together. Like definitely. Uh, I, I think it's a great platform for us as an audience and also for the comedians. Yeah. Cause they get a lot of practice out of that. Comedians needed more more ways to show off what they can do aside from just doing like stand-up specials. Right. And it's, I, I, I love it. Um, uh, it's something I can watch intently or I can just keep on in the background. It's uh, a great show. Yeah. And then uh, broad city on a uh, Oh yeah. Central. I've heard of it, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, very New York centric, obviously, cause it's in New York or it takes place in New York, but it's kind of like the gritty dirtiness of it reminds me of kids, you know, that movie kids 
from back in the nineties. Didn't see that either. It's it's a diff it's uh it's it, if anybody knows the movie kids, they know what I'm talking about. But it's like uh the grittiness, dirtiness of that sh- of that movie combined with like a sense of humor. So about, you mean it doesn't try to glamorize a disgusting city? Yeah. I mean it, I mean it's <laughs> it's like real kind of, it's it's a little bit realer, less glamorous than what yeah. you know, the movies always make New York look like so beautiful and pristine and yeah. glamorous and yeah. it's it's a gross, disgusting city. <laughs> it really is. And uh, the last one is Undateable. Uh, that was an NBC show with uh, Chris D'Elia. Ron Funches was on that too, Ron right? Ron Funches was on that too. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. that, but I remember. Um, I was surprised by that show. Uh, I watched it and thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, is it? It's not on still, is it? It's going to the second season. I oh, think wow. They're doing press for it now, but they're shoot. they're also shooting it now, I think. So... Uh, but I was impressed by it. Like I thought, oh no, a bunch of great comedians being shoved into like a network right. box of you know propriety and you know, just ugh, like that they're not going to be able to do what they they need to do. And Brent Morin is great because you know he's the kind of like the main character, but also Chris D'Elia is there and is kind of along the same lines as he was on Whitney. Mm-hmm. You know, like that same sort of, but he's a little bit more free to do or act like himself sort of, you know? By like not being on a bad show. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, definitely look forward to that. The girl in that is beautiful. That's a selling name. point. Yeah. But as far as TV, that's it. Okay. So I too watched the WWE Network a little bit, more yep. so pay-per-view wise than for anything else. I only kept it for the six-month initial and then I just let it kind of expire. Mm-hmm. So, but the fact that I was getting six months of WWE Network for the price of WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah. I was fine with that. That's, that's, right. that's well worth the trade off. Um, there were a lot of big finales in 2014 of shows coming to an end. Not a lot, maybe, but some ones that I was watching pretty regularly. Uh, the newsroom I had talked about before as a specific geek out was a really well done finale. Very happy with how that show ended, especially after the abbreviated third season. Warehouse 13 came to an end. I'd been mm-hmm. geeking out over that for years on the show, especially when uh, Eddie was on our show here and uh, met more of the people from that. And that ended very well, too. Again, uh, that seems to be a constant thing is the abbreviated final season. Yeah. But networks that are willing to do that, I think, have to be applauded because a lot of people would just cut it off and let the story go. Right. Never really finishing out a cliffhanger, which unfortunately is something Franklin Bash did this year. So that show is not coming back. They ended after their fourth season. They could have stopped after their third, where it would have been a uh, good resolution. Mm -hmm. But they left a cliffhanger at the end end, and now we will not get a resolution to that. So it's kind of a bummer. The fact that they came back for their last season was surprising. And the cast had changed up so much that it was it didn't feel as much like the old show as it should have. Like Kamel was in one episode. Yeah. Uh, Their investigator character was creepy as all hell. Uh, so there was there were too many big changes in that to really sustain it. And I understand why the audience kind of dropped away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parenthood is a show that I watched pretty much all of really? this year. Uh, the reason I didn't finish it is because it's not done. So they're in their final season right now on NBC. Mm-hmm. And I haven't started watching the final season at all, but I'm all caught up to that point. So right before they get near the end, I'll kind of <laughs> binge through the rest of that. And then... Hopefully, I'm looking forward to uh, Lauren Graham's next show, which will hopefully be good because <laughs> I just want to watch anything she's on. You mean your wife? <laughs> My wife. <laughs> uh, the 100 is a show that I discovered and started watching this year, yeah. 
which we had talked about mm-hmm. during uh, the preview, not this year, but last year, because that's that's now in its second season mm-hmm. and just got renewed for a third. So I, I get happy when the show I'm watching gets yeah. renewed for more, obviously, uh-huh. because that means I don't feel like I'm going to get left with a cliffhanger. Well, season one is on Netflix. Right. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's on my instant queue. I think it might be on Amazon Prime as well. Trying to watch. Yeah. So it was good. I enjoy it. The show has changed very much so from the first season because they do like that whole uh, orbiting space yeah. station is uh-huh. gone at this point. Oh. So, so now it's focused on Earth. It's focused on Earth. Is it getting better? It's, I don't know if better is the word. It's different, but it's still good. So it's evolving. Yeah. Yeah. It's evolving and it's changing, and but it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's evolving in a good way. Good. Yeah. Uh, I did watch the entirety. This is maybe the only show I watched all of in 2014 because it was such a short run. And it wasn't even from 2014 was the show called Penn and Teller's Fool Us, uh-huh. which mm-hmm. we talked about before. A uh, show where uh, it's very much like a reality competition show. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say these are reality shows. People tend to clump everything into reality show at this point. Mm-hmm. But a game show is a game show. A guy goes up who's a magician. Yeah. Tries to fool Penn and Teller. If they do, then they get to open for him in Vegas. If not, then good try. But it's, I love kind of magic. A big deal. It's a very big deal. So that had originally started, I think the show's from like 2011 or something, but it only oh. aired in the UK. So I've watched, I've actually rewatched some of the episodes because the show's that good. Wow. It, just because the tricks, it's magic. Yeah, magic. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever heard that P. Holmes bit before, it is, uh, Check it out. If not, <laughs> really good. Uh, there are some new 2014 shows that I hopped on board with. I did mm-hmm. take a look back at the fall preview yeah. to see like which ones I thought I'd be watching. And I didn't necessarily list the ones that I'm not, but uh, I'm not watching all the ones that I thought I was going oh, to. Oh, okay. For sure. <laughs> uh, the, most of them are crap. Most of them are. And that tends to be the case. I'm surprised Gallivant survived for more than they said the title, like for longer than they could have just said Gallivant, a comedy sitcom like musical but uh, i don't I, a lot of people are thinking that's not going to come back but it wasn't the first one to get canceled which was shocking to me but uh the shows that i am watching that are new this year the flash mm-hmm. obviously that's doing very well it's the highest rated show that the cw's ever had really it is ever ever and uh it's doing quite well which i mean and it surpassed arrow its predecessor right, it's like who who knew that the flash was the superhero people were waiting for I think it's largely because he's not some grim, dark superhero. He's he's a little more lighthearted. He's, he's flashy. He's, he's flashy, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Silicon Valley, like you said, is awesome. Uh-huh. Such a good show. So happy Mike Judge is working on making amazing content again. Yeah. There, there's next to nothing that that man has done that is not great. Mm-hmm. I think there was one movie... Uh, the one extract it was was yeah. okay. That was him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super impressive. No, it wasn't. Yeah. But everything else he's done has been very, very good. So gold. Very happy to see him working. Uh, and getting that all in. And like you said, the cast is awesome. Gotham, I'm watching still. Mm-hmm. It is getting better too. A uh, little less of the kids in Gotham, mm-hmm. but. And that's fine. I don't care whether they want to show them or not. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do feel like it takes away going hard into the like mafia side of things, which is what we all wanted. Mm -hmm. So very happy to see that Uh, Penguin is still awesome on it. Scorpion I'm watching and really enjoying. That's one of my favorite new shows for sure. 
there was some criticism of it, I think, because people were saying that they were elitist and it was off-putting to a general audience that were not geniuses. And it's like, well, that's the show. Like, it's a show about geniuses. They're not being elitist. They're just being geniuses. That's the subject matter of it. Right. Like, they're not proclaiming that geniuses are better than everybody else. Yeah. And if you're feeling ostracized, you're probably just feeling the way those characters would feel in their world. So in a way, this show is actually better than you think. It right. Is, so it works. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I look forward. To, that is like sometimes I think I like a show more than another. And then when I have two on my like DVR and it's yeah. like, which one am I going to watch? Scorpion's one that I usually jump to pretty quickly because it's always mm-hmm. enjoyable mm-hmm. to that level. Uh, and Constantine is a show that I'm really liking, too. And yeah. I'm I'm very afraid it's not going to come back for a second season mm. because it is in that Friday night death slot. But they've been doing some really cool stuff. We saw Felix Faust pop up the other night, which was mm-hmm. awesome to see. Uh, and they are bringing more characters in from the DCU. And uh, even though it's a little more on the dark, creepy side for me <laughs> and in yeah. the paranormal and supernatural, I think it's got just the right balance between mm-hmm. what a mainstream audience would like and hitting all those subject matters that they do. Right. And that's my TV stuff, though. So movies. 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 Did not see all the movies I wanted to see. Do we ever? Oh yeah, me too. No, but I am when I read off the list of what I saw and what I didn't see. Yeah, it's not that big of a list. The oh. problem was that I just for some reason I knew movies were coming out and I was like, all right, I'm going to see it, and then it would come out and I'd go, ah, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's I that exactly what so. happened. It was. It wasn't even like it was just oddly know. enough. That was me with Interstellar this year. Right. That I was, was talking one... it up for so long, and I never. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Will you? Uh, yeah, I will eventually. Yeah, when I can get it on Blu-ray, because I mean it's not even an option no, to go to the theater anymore. Yeah. But uh, you know, saw a Lego Movie, which was okay. But we saw it so late that I was it was just way too tired to watch a movie like I that. I ran into the same problem, but I've watched it since. Mm-hmm. I did finally. It's really good. <laughs> I watched it a second time. <laughs> I did. I did finally see Frozen, and I watched it with two little kids, which oh, kind of yeah? made the okay. movie probably better. But, yeah, don't I didn't sit by myself. <laughs> I did watch Toy Story three what? years ago hey, by myself. Hey, hey, I saw Frozen in theater by myself. Thank uh, you very much. <laughs> it, it was good. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel it was the best thing Disney's ever done. I, mean, I don't I know, but it's what that generation of kids will remember, and mm-hmm. it's absolutely maybe it's it's their Lion King or it's I don't know what it would be to us. It like, very well could it, be, but it's their big deal. Yeah, uh, Godzilla. Was probably like my number three movie. Yeah. Like top three Godzilla movies. Godzilla was great. Uh, X-Men was, we saw X-Men, which mm-hmm. I thought was good. Guardians of the Galaxy, which was like my number two mm-hmm. movie that I saw, which I knew nothing about. Went in, saw the movie and was like, this was fucking awesome. Give me another one. Pleasantly surprising. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was a bit of a letdown. Oh, really? A uh, bit? <laughs> a little bit. Well, like Megan Fox is hot-ish. I mean, she's all right. I don't know. Like, she's not like to me like super hot, but to she me made, she's super hot. But she made the movie better. True, but I didn't go to see Megan Fox. Uh, Interstellar, which was very very good. Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber Two, which was also didn't see that funny, either. but a letdown because again you're comparing it. Mm-hmm. Even they compared it to their first one, which is a, don't do that. Yeah. Sure. Theory of Everything, which was like my favorite movie. I just loved that movie. You came out of that like, that's my favorite movie ever. It was. <laughs> I was just like, that movie just made me cry. I, I love it. Oh, it you didn't see it? No. It was like really Paul, good. Did you see that? Now, people heard Paul go, oh, that was really good. But his eyes rolled through his head and he looked at his side and said, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Crying. It was a baby. really good movie. It was. And then we saw John Wick. 
Mm-hmm. Was there? I feel like there was other movies I saw with you. Oh, I'm sure. But I can't remember. I'd have to go through the stubs. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to see but didn't see were the Muppets, which came out at the beginning of the year. Mm. Right? It wasn't too great. I no. was not thrilled but with see, that. See, other people say it was better. Like, I thought the first I've was had way better. Multiple people say it was better. I thought the first was way better, but that's me. Uh, sabotage. Sabotage. I didn't see that. Mostly <laughs> because his hair was bothering me. But <laughs> yeah. it is on Netflix. A Million Ways to Die in the West. Not didn't that good. That. Not that good. Didn't see Edge of Tomorrow. Really good. Didn't see Sex Tape, and I only want to see that because Cameron Diaz I figured. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see Expendables 3, although I haven't seen any of them in the theater. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I should at least see this one in the theater. It's the last one they're going to do, yeah. most likely. I thought you did see that. No? Not the third one. Oh, the wow. first two I've seen, it, it was on Netflix. But the third one, no, I didn't see it. Wow. So it was like movies. Like I love mm. The Muppets. Why didn't I go see it? I don't know. Right. It was March. Things were falling apart with head. I think that was a lot of it. Was I was like, that You're whole in a year, weird space. That whole, oh, the whole fucking mm. year was a weird space. Yeah. <laughs> I missed out on some movies that I should have seen, but I can now see them, and I will. As you should. I sit with the dog to watch them <laughs> alone Aww. with Fruity Pebbles. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that was pretty much, I mean, I, I, you know, I watched some stuff on Netflix. Nothing uh-huh. that really pops into my head that makes me go, oh, that was friggin' awesome. But, yeah. Yeah, I watched some shit. <laughs> Paul? I, I've seen some shit. Oh, I have seen <laughs> some shit. Let me tell you. For movies, again, I'm kind of like Volpe. Uh, last year was just a weird year for free time, obviously, sure. just being a new parent. You're going to hear me say that a lot <laughs> in this episode just because I've missed so much. But, um, you know, I did get a chance to see some stuff, whether it was in the theater or if it was um, through Netflix or, you know, on, on uh, online or whatever. John Wick, mm-hmm. obviously, because I was fucking pumped for that movie you i was like, like yeah i was like yes it's keanu and he's doing what he's he's good at he's doing that was a rare movie where i saw the trailer too and i was like that i'm seeing yeah like, they're right killing away. his dog and then he's gonna kill everybody else that's i want gimme <laughs> feed 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 yeah so that was good i liked it i mean it was exactly what we were promised mm-hmm. and it was straightforward and awesome guardians of the galaxy obviously it's like the best marvel movie I everybody think this loves year. it it was funny and that space opera sort of thing that we all wanted to see. A lot from. of people are saying it's like a modern age Star Wars. Yeah. I think, you know, it's it's got that sense of you. Chris Pratt was awesome in it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was awesome in it. Batista, I mean, come on. Even he did a good job. Nothing goes over my head. <laughs> my reflexes are too fast. <laughs> Catch it. Interstellar, I think we went over that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, thoughtful movie. Definitely above some of the other you know, uh, summer blockbusters in terms of, you know, what they were trying to get across, you know. I think that was for us. When did the uh, something 2000? 2001. Space Odyssey. Odyssey. 2001. I think that's like, I kind of feel like it's like that for us. Same sort of like level of intelligence. You're not selling it to me though. (laughs) I don't know. I have a feeling you're going to watch Interstellar and go, I did not like that. I very well I have a feeling you're going to, I know you. Something I really think it. you're just going to be like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater. Oh wow! It, it, it might also be that we're talking it up, and then you have certain expectations going into it. So like, you'll but see. I've heard bad things about it too. Mm. Like I've I've heard fifty and fifty at this yeah. point. I think it's definitely uh, the, the movie. If you go into it with an open mind mm-hmm. and you just you kind of appreciate the science behind it, like watching Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about it or something. Yeah. Visually yeah. too, well done. Yeah, very visually. Trust me, I want to like it. Yeah. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. I want to like it. So, I mean, good movie, I thought. 
Um, Big Hero Six. Yeah. Oh, right in the feels. Yep. Just, uh, like, <laughs> I like I was just holding it back. Like when I was when those movies it, didn't even matter that you knew the formula. Yeah, you like knew what was gonna happen. Yep. But didn't it's just matter. Like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, like the the child in you and the adult in you both cry at the same time. Totally. Kind of thing. Yeah, it was a great movie. Hey, Max. Hey, Max, are you satisfied with your care? Satisfied with my care. Um, the Lego movie, I thought yep. that was great. I thought like the the little thing at the end where you know with everything that that happened, it turns out to be you know real. Absolutely, Spoilers. great third yeah. act of that movie. Just awesome. I thought that was great, and and it's something that you can watch just about with any. I mean, I can watch it with my son. He doesn't care. I mean, he doesn't get it. Right, you know, right. I can watch it with him in the room, and he, you know, it's funny enough for him. Yeah. Um, Cap, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yes. Definitely the, a different kind of Marvel movie. Uh, which was needed at this point. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to keep fighting the big bad guy and, you know, with superheroes kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like having that whole Hydra angle to it was great. Godzilla, obviously talked about that. Just, you know, this two hours of, you know, build up and then just like the money shot at the end. That was. <laughs> Awesome. Love that. That's actually on my DVR now because it was on HBO the other day. I'm going to watch it again. How to Train Your Dragon 2. Yes. Good movie. Great movie. Again, kind of right in the feels. Yeah. Like the part where he like where um, the dad got a lot heavier than expected. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's just you see that and it's like so much feeling. Yeah. Like, oh really good. Toothless then, is awesome too. I want to see Baymax riding Toothless <laughs> with like Groot propping him up. Just like all those characters that are just our innocent selves. Yeah. This guy, I am Groot. <laughs> you said that 20 times. And then as an honorable mention, something that I'm pretty sure at least nobody here has seen and maybe some people have seen, I'm not sure. But if you're a fan of hip hop or rap music, there was a Showtime documentary called Nas Time is Elmatic. It, it kind of it goes back in time to see, like, it goes into the history of the album Illmatic by the rapper Nas and shows, like, what his his childhood was like growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, really demonstrates what kind of genius he was in terms of, like, lyrics and putting together an album like Illmatic and having that be kind of like a an accurate representation of what it was like at that time. Mm. Not necessarily, like hose and money and guns but it was just like this is what the actual life in new york was like at that time i i watched it the 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 time flew by and uh, i'm a fan of it so definitely if you can find it somewhere it was on showtime it's called nas time is elmatic definitely something worth looking at yeah 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 yeah. hype man (laughs) (laughs) uh this year with movies too before i get into the top 10 for me was interesting like i said with the video games that kickstarting movies came to fruition on several of them a lot of the bigger movie campaigns that we had seen crowdfunding up to this point one of those being the veronica mars movie which was the biggest crowdfunding campaign on the movie side we had seen i think still is on my amazon it's good i think you like it and uh zach braff's wish i was here also Mm. came out this year which was another kickstarter one wasn't as good as i had hoped it would be but uh the veronica mars movie was very Mm. good also, this year we had DC and Marvel revealing their future plans, yep. both laying out huge things moving into the future, which will have ramifications for obviously mm-hmm. all the way through 2020. Right. Like the next five years is mapped out. That's oh, insane. It's only five years away. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> we just added to one more of his bad things. <gasps> so with that being said, uh, this is my top 10 movies of 2014. I scour through a lot. I watch a lot, a lot good, a lot bad. This year, I made it through 68 movies. Holy shit. Of this I year's watched, releases. Wait a minute. Jesus. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 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 And yeah. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy twice, so we'll even say ten. <laughs> Sixty-four? You just, Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Wait, how many of that was in the, how much of that was in the theater? Probably like 30 of them. Right? Jeez. Right. That is a At lot. At least. Like a movie company needs to hire this guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- there was one year where I watched shit. like 90 of them, and that was just that. awful. That was a bad year. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you coming out and going, I did this for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never do it again. Right. Uh, 30, 30 movies less, but yeah. not even. So I watched 68. So I didn't see everything. There are there are a couple glaring omissions that I'm sure people will be like, why is that not in your list? Like Interstellar, I did not see. Right. Whiplash, everyone's freaking out about. I did not see that. I don't know who that is. But I, I did see a lot of other things. And again, this isn't necessarily... Uh, the, the best, best, like if, if I was saying these are the best films of 2014, the list would be probably different. These are my top 10 favorite movies of 2014, the ones I enjoyed the most, and I think were also, uh, well-made movies. So, number 10. The world's most famous monsters pitted against malevolent creatures who, bolstered by humanity's scientific arrogance, threaten our very existence. It's Gojira! When that roar first starts, it almost sounds like he's got a shitload of phlegm in his throat. It does. He's like... It's like high-pitch Eric normally talking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it it just makes it all so much more realistic. Mm -hmm. And like we said, Godzilla was great. Like, a lot of people say the the in-between parts were a little slow. And sure, they were. But I think if things didn't move at the pace that they did... The things that mattered to us so much would not have mattered as much yeah. had it been paced out any People other are way. They just want yes. instant blowing I think up structurally, and- it knew exactly what it was doing. It played with us so many times. It teased seeing the monster. It teased fights so many times. Mm-hmm. And we would, by the time it came, we were just like on the edge of our seats. Like, if you don't show me this time, I'm going to just start yeah. tearing things apart in this theater. I'm going to punch the pregnant lady next to me. <laughs> show me the fucking monster. Yeah. And it's and, like, dummy number. just give me the damn number. <laughs> and I went into this too, uh, because I'm not a huge Godzilla fan. Mm-hmm. I went into this with hesitation uh-huh. that they were again, trying to do this after the last time they made one and seeing an, a totally different attempt here. One that actually nailed it incredibly well. So, uh, well deserved number 10 there, I think. Yep. Uh, number nine is one that didn't do very well in the box office or in home sales or anything like that. A group of high school teenagers and their parents attempt to navigate the many ways the internet has changed their relationships, their communication, their self image, and their love lives. Number nine is men, women, and children. Jason Reitman's written and directed commentary on the modern age and internet and how mm-hmm. it really affects everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is powerful in many ways, not just being a strong movie in itself. I just feel like, especially the, the generation below us has to watch it just to see the potential benefits and dangers of how they use this tool that is the internet. Yeah. The reason that we, I think, utilize it so well, our, our age, is because we were there at the inception of it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it 
born, we've seen it grow, we've seen it develop. We've been able to live without it shortly. Yes. We know what it's like to have a world without the internet. Anyone that's only existed in the world with the internet has to see this movie. I remember where it literally took like 20 minutes to download a picture of boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Now I can pull up my phone and have boobs in literally a tenth of a second right yeah. right it's crazy i appreciate what i have <laughs> yes yeah and i think Kids that's today. that's a big part of it is we appreciate what the internet is and yeah. we we're able to understand like how to properly use it because it is a tool it's a thing that a lot of people just take for granted now the people who use it are just tools yes <laughs> and i think part of it too is like you we all grew up in a generation where you knew what the consequences were of saying something or mm-hmm. putting something out there like the example that I use all the time is like, you know, when you were a teenager and like, you know, you were accused of talking trash about somebody else. Yeah. And, you know, they would confront you about it and it would be very in person. It would be very uncomfortable. Know, real. real man. I didn't say nothing. Yeah. There were real world consequences for that. Right. And yeah. so the, the, I mean, you know the consequences of something that you put out there. Whereas today people are so open about what the, I mean, they, they're, it's like the tough guy internet sort of. Everyone hides behind their technology. Right. But behind the keyboard, everybody's a tough guy kind of thing. So like for the upcoming generations to realize what the consequences are, and especially like with issues like cyberbullying and things like that, you know, the, it's important for them to understand that, you know, this is where it came from. Mm -hmm. This is how things in the real world actually work. So please. When you mouth off to that dude in the office for real and he punches you in the face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't go home crying. It's even as simple as like even like throwing out those bigger heavy issues. It's even as simple as putting your friggin' phone down when you're hanging out with people. Right. Because it's important to show the people that you are with that they are important to you, Mm -hmm. that there is no other place that you want to be at that moment. If you are talking to someone else on your phone while you are having a conversation with another person, you're showing that that other conversation is more important than the one you're currently having. Right. So what's the point of having it? So it's just things like that that I don't think the younger generation has learned because they're they live in a world where those things that's normal and it and it shouldn't be it really shouldn't be i know we sound like the old guard here but <laughs> but this movie really exposes all those things mm-hmm. and more uh number 8 in 2028 detroit when alex murphy a loving husband father and good cop is critically injured in the line of duty the multinational conglomerate omnicorp sees their chance for a part man part robot police officer and 100% Oh, it's a movie. <laughs> Number eight is RoboCop, which is probably the highest a reboot has ever been on one of my top ten lists. I don't even think reboots have really popped up. I mean, we have Godzilla and RoboCop on this year. Mm-hmm. And uh RoboCop, I just thought, was... It definitely exceeded my expectations for sure. And it was smart to take things in a different direction and update them for the modern age as opposed to just rehashing the commentary that the originals made yeah so very smart to do so and then if you were to strip all that away it's still a kick-ass action movie yeah number seven this one you'll figure out pretty quickly an ordinary lego construction worker thought to be the prophesized special is recruited to join a quest to stop an evil tyrant from gluing the lego universe into eternal stasis the lego movie uh, everyone is saying that it is outrageous that it was shunned by the Academy Awards to not be nominated for Best Animated Picture, and I completely agree. It is uh, one of the best, if not the best, well, it's not the best animated movie, as you'll see by the rest of this list, but it did a lot of very unique new things. We talked before, Paul, about the third act of the movie mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere and just amping up the level of uh, what this movie was trying to deliver. Yeah, It wasn't just comedy haha goofy kid yeah. movie 
it had a deeper meaning and a deeper message for the kids when they grow up are going to go back and watch this and be like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize yeah. how cool mm. that was. And for us adults, obviously, is a huge meaning as well, mm. too. So uh, and the animation style itself, replicating the stop motion look mm-hmm. came off across so well. Yeah. Number six, fittingly, a special bond develops between plus size inflatable robot Baymax and prodigy hero Hamada. To team up with a group of friends to form a band of high-tech heroes. Number six is Big Hero 6. Not on purpose. That was just <laughs> ended up in that slot just because. Baymax is an amazing character. Yeah. Absolutely love him. So marketable, like we said before. Yeah. Even though this movie was formulaic, I was torn between Lego Movie and Big Hero 6 as to what was going to go where. Uh-huh. They were almost interchangeable in yeah. their two slots because I enjoyed them both so much. Uh, but as far as like rewatchability, I think I would go with Big Hero Six. Yeah, over and over again. So great, at, like it just uh, like the it hits you right in the feels. It does. It's a world you want to live in too. Yeah. Everyone says like I want to move to San Francisco. I'm yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> me too. <laughs> we all to, do. I need to go to your nerd school. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Number five, the relationship between the famous physicist Stephen Hawking. And his wife yes. is number five, The Theory of Everything. Solid flick. Completely solid flick. Uh, great period piece. The the fact, too, that it was written, I think a lot of people maybe that didn't see it might have thought it was based on Stephen Hawking's telling of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's not. This is actually based on the novel of his wife or ex-wife at this point. So everything's kind of through her it's lens. Her take on what it was like right. to... And the movie doesn't really take you that way. It doesn't. It's not shown from her point of view no, or no. even her storytelling. But it's yeah, her explaining the difficulties of living with falling in love with someone and then realizing that life was not going to be what you thought it was yeah. going to be yeah. very quickly. Oh, yeah. And gives us one of the best, if not the best, I think, if, if the Academy Award's going to anyone for best actor, it should be for the guy playing Stephen Hawking, yeah. whose name escapes me at the moment, but... Uh, he was absolutely tremendous. I mean, the guy's a kid who played him. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did a really good job. Yeah. It's so easy to, when you're doing something like that, if you go over a little too far, mm-hmm. it becomes a caricature. But you have to like have that right balance, and oh, it's crazy. Uh, number four. When Hiccup and Toothless discover an ice cave that is home to hundreds of new wild dragons and the mysterious dragon rider, the two friends find themselves at the center of a battle to protect the peace. Number four is how to train your dragon to... Gotta love it when sequels get up that high on the list. Yeah. But like you said, heavy stuff in this movie that was not expected. Yeah. For sure. Toothless is again, this is like the year of the childish, innocent character. Mm -hmm. And with no purposeful placement, those three pops sit next to each other in my pop shelving. Baymax, Groot, and Toothless all next to each other. How about that? So there is something about those type of characters that just like wiggle their way into us and touch our inner child like the one of the things i really enjoyed about that movie was like how they portrayed them the mother yes like how she was she's been away from humanity for so long she's kind of awkward around other humans Mm -hmm. but she's so natural with dragons like i love that little like that little twist that they put on her character because it's obvious that you know she would be she would lack that sort of social knowledge of how to deal with people you know but then with the dragons the things that are so different from her she's able to you know summon them and control them and do cool things with them so yeah it's that kind of kind of character nuance that really like i think made it the best animated picture of the year in my eyes number three 
A group of intergalactic criminals are forced to work together to stop a fanatical warrior from taking control of the universe in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would put this up as their number one for the year. It's only my number three. I enjoyed it immensely. Don't get me wrong. I just thought there were two others that were better. All, all the ones I've gone over so far were like rated nine out of ten, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the two on the top of the list were both 10 out of 10, mm. which is tough to be because there's no other numbers higher than that. So, <laughs> but I absolutely loved guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so excited for a sequel and other things that they do. Number two, a chef who loses his restaurant job starts to fold up a food truck in an effort to reclaim his creative promise while piecing back together his estranged family. I don't know how many people saw this, but if they didn't, they absolutely need to see John Favreau's chef. This is a return to form for Favreau, who has always been uh, great when he does his own stories, his own direction, and himself starring in the film. He's done it many times before. He does it again here. This, as far as like hitting you in the feelings, was you, yeah. you did see this? So, I saw it, yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing movie. There was yeah. something about it that just like, really hooked you in from the beginning. The characters were all so understandable. Mm-hmm. It was a very realistic take on everything. Right. Uh, the mood, the music of this mm-hmm. movie, the, the whole environment and atmosphere that they created just meshed together so well that I just wanted to like live in that, live in that time frame with them in those places during yeah. the whole thing. John Leguizamo was great. Oh, absolutely. Um, one thing I really liked that's kind of like the food nerd in me is like the food direction of it because, yes. uh, you know, they worked with, uh, Roy Choi, who is, uh, <laughs> of the Kogi taco truck fame out in LA, not necessarily as well known out here, but if you follow food at all, then you know who Roy Choi is, you know, the kind of food that he makes. And I mean, the, I saw like the, I don't know if it was on the DVD or the Blu-ray, but it's, it's like a thing about like the food direction of the movie and how they, you know, went through the process yeah. of making everything. And it's just kind of like food porn to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was great. Like it was de- definitely like, if you've ever been in, in a situation where, you know, you've hit a, a sort of crossroads in your career and or you've burned out somehow, mm-hmm. you know, and like you'd want to you don't know how to move on to that next step. This movie kind of like it puts you in that right frame of mind in terms of what to do moving forward. Like it's what do you do when the thing that you love the most kind of burns you out? Mm. And it's kind of like, that's one of the reasons I like it. I didn't consider it before, but maybe considering my uh, professional mm. choices this year, this movie hit me at just the right time Possibly, to like yeah. really hit home. Yeah. That would leave my number one, <laughs> which if you are wondering why it hasn't been brought up yet, probably is not a huge surprise. As Steve Rogers struggles to embrace his role in the modern world, he teams up with another super soldier, the Black Widow, to battle a new threat from old history, an assassin known as the Winter Soldier. In Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Like we said before, this was the movie Marvel needed right now. It was something different right when people were getting to that point of maybe we have too many superhero movies. And boom, they dropped this like spy espionage thriller that still has all the components of a great Marvel movie. It has the action. Mm -hmm. It has the humor. And uh, just delivered things in a different wrapped package. But one that worked so well, even though it was well over two hours Mm-hmm. Never for a second was I bored in this yeah. movie. Completely rewatchable. Action scenes are so well done. Yeah. I think the uh, the infiltration of the boat on the beginning is yeah. one of the best action scenes of the year mm-hmm. for sure. That sequence was fantastic. Yeah. There's no holes you can really poke in this movie at all. 
I love the way that in this movie they increased Captain America's power level, so to speak. Yes. Like yep. in the like in the first movie, you kind of saw him as the super soldier. I mean, yeah, he's great at his job. He's a little bit stronger than the bad mm-hmm. guys. That's great. But in this movie, he's like throwing dudes like across the room. Yeah. <laughs> like so the they, shield was just bouncing everywhere. Yep. Like, Juiced him up a little more. Yeah. 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 Like you, it's it's the natural progression of time. Like if you thaw somebody out and you know they kind of become acclimated to their their environment. I mean, even in Avengers, like he wasn't super powered up but that might have been more in context mm-hmm. of you know the people who he's being surrounded by right but in this movie it was like is definitely that that guy has some powers and all those little jokes about him being like a fish out of water were yeah. were all placed in so well they could be in serious moments and they still yeah just resonated very well and also the boat scene was great because then you at the at first when you first see george st pierre mm-hmm. you're like is that GSP? Yeah. Well, I think that's GSP. And then they start fighting. You're like, holy shit, that's GSP. Yeah. It's definitely great. I love yeah. It. Awesome movie. Uh, so as we get out of the movie area, we're going to start talking a little bit about what happened with us professionally and personally in 2014. I'm going to go over a couple goals that I had listed in last year's show and just see how I did with those. There's only like four quick ones. And then uh, we can get into like the, the good and the bad that happened for us this year. I decided to do the bad stuff first, too, just to try to end the show on a better note, because when we go out on a bad one, it just feels so weird. (laughs) Uh, So some goals I listed from before for 2014 is one that I wanted to have more fitness involved. I think I've definitely achieved that. I think so. Uh, I'm in the middle of the second round of P90X3 right Mm -hmm. now. I think a big motivator for that this year was also talking with Tony Horton, which we did. That was very inspirational, I hope, to the people listening as much as it was to us. And uh, I've definitely increased my diet. I am physically altering myself. Like I, I got the the top four of the six pack. Do you really? And I'm starting to get the side ones. Ah. So now I just gotta. I have to alter my diet yeah, more. I know that's what's holding me back part. to take care of the lower part. But I'm getting well, there, Mister Chocolatier. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, no, it's a serious problem. Right. I mean, you do have to taste the things that you're making. Yeah. yeah. Which uh-huh. you know, if you're just little sugar spikes all day. But I go above that. So. I know. I, but, yeah. <laughs> well, of course I would too. I, you went downstairs earlier during a break. I look at Paul and I went, man, I could go for some chocolate right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just a, a symptom of being in this house, Probably. I'm sure. So uh, I guess that would be a goal for this year then. Now that I'm hitting the fitness goals that I want to, yep. it's time to start focusing on the nutrition portion and Really, if anyone's looking to do that similar thing, that's what it is. Take things piece by piece, day by day, and you'll eventually get there. Uh, I think after this round of P90X3, I might stop for a bit because yeah. it can take a toll on your body as well. There's a lot of jumping and your joints, especially, and things like that. Yeah. I'm going to do some more traditional lifting Ooh. and then probably come back to it in months or so. But uh, I just got to figure out what works best for me. Uh, one of my other goals was to take a trip out to L.A., which I didn't necessarily do. We had planned to go out together I and I ended up, I did end up going to California because I went to San Diego Comic Con, which was a big thing this year. So I didn't specifically hit LA, <laughs> but I did make it out there. But and you see on a map, you missed it by that. Yeah, much, I know. I know. know? <laughs> I'm going to give myself partial credit. On yes, this I one. think so. Partial credit as a teacher would. You may have almost kind of flown over it, but yeah, depending <laughs> on the angle. Uh, another one was to do more comedy, which I definitely did not achieve. You didn't, this year. Did you? No, I think I actually did less than the year before. And I think it was with the realization that I hate open mics. Mm. They're just non-productive 
scenarios for me. I'm sure a lot of people enjoy them. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people do hate them too, just like me. And maybe it's uh, just my way of knowing that I don't want it that bad. Right. I like doing comedy. I like doing stand up, but I like doing it for an audience. I mm-hmm. don't like doing it for other comedians. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a waste of my time and I don't have time to waste anymore. I have things that I need to get done. Uh, and lastly, my goal is to put more time into finding a lady, which I had I didn't talk about Paul it. I just whipped out a bag of popcorn. He's just like, I'm <laughs> sitting down for this mm, one. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I haven't talked about it on the show for multiple reasons. And I'm going to be very vague here for the protection of others. I don't. He uh, will be vague because I am not. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no need to bring up specific names no. of people or anything. There was. A lady that I was involved with for a little while that unfortunately fizzled out. Um, I don't know where that currently stands, but mm-hmm. I think my chances are pretty much at this point, uh, which is a shame. She's a really nice girl, but, but the, the big deal for me was not necessarily that, but just the sense that like I hadn't been on a date in like five or six years. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I had a long dry spell. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to get back in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I am feeling more motivated now. Do you feel like you don't even know what to do. I, well, because I, don't I know honestly what to do. can tell you that I'm like, all right, now I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah. I gotta go on a date. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Exactly. Right. Because like, I don't know. It's been yeah. so long. Like, what is a date? The movies still count? Dinner? Like, what do you do? It depends too who you're looking yeah, for. But, if you're dating people your own age, you can be a little more traditional, yeah. more to what we're used to. I'm sure. I don't tend to do that. So <laughs> I tend what, to date so younger. I guess. All right. So let's say somebody five to six years younger. Yeah. Oh, what do they do? I don't sit think sit at a table and text you. Yeah. Like, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's as much as. Uh, I think it's more like almost college mentality where you're not necessarily going out on a traditional date. You're just like hanging out and that's a date. Like that's stupid. Like you're all, you're all, you might as well be friends, but then there's like hooking up involved. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's my assumption. You're, you're asking someone who has very little don't dating me. experience. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> I haven't done it. Yeah, in I, I look, I look to you for the facial expressions. Oh. And, like, <laughs> uh, so some of the bad stuff that happened this year, I'm sure everyone has some things that were more yeah. on the negative side. And it really all started with Undertaker's streak. I mean, oh, it really did, which was what, April? <laughs> Something like but that. But January, February, March weren't all that great either. They weren't, but they had we're a lot blaming. Of snow, and there was <laughs> yeah. Valentine's Day, yeah. which blow me. As we did. Well, yeah, if it's a good one. Uh, hey, it wasn't. <laughs> we do like to blame everything that happened last year on Undertaker losing his streak in 21 and 1, yes. which is his now WrestleMania record. So, uh, as far as other things, there weren't, I guess, like a ton of horrible things. You know, people laugh at that, but prove us wrong. Yeah, exactly. Prove me wrong. <laughs> How could that not be the case? Yeah. <laughs> Scientifically prove that it's not. Right. Uh, last year was pretty good for conventions as far as going to a lot more, but there were a couple conventions that were not as good. Super Mega Fest, I did not enjoy this year. Yeah. I went for an hour, as I mentioned, yeah. if that, and kind of bolted out. I'm hoping they have another one coming in April, which is earlier than they normally have those. They're usually in like November. I'm hoping that the change of venue, which they're going to be having, the change of the time of year, will hopefully make it a much better convention. Because mm. I had enjoyed it every other year up until this one. We made some good connections at the convention. Absolutely. Always do. Uh, and Rhode Island Comic Con this year went through the troubles that it went through. I won't rehash them again for people 
that might not know. But uh, again, there were some benefits to that as well. Met Tori Wilson, and mm-hmm. she's up on the Wall of Fame now, as is George Takei, who was a great story uh, oh from my. that. So even though the convention itself overall was kind of a bust for us, it, I didn't make any it of was them, some good stuff. Was That's true. Them. That's I mean, true. it just was like not possible. Those were my more negative things from this year. So how about you, if you want to go into anything? Well, I had a goal of getting married. That didn't work out yeah, very well. Yeah, didn't, did it. <laughs> to my own fault, though. It's not like she broke up with me. I right. Mean, it was, it, that doesn't mean it's not a negative thing. So, uh, yeah. Or it could become a positive thing, but at the time it was negative. Yeah. So I went from supposedly mm-hmm. getting married to not getting married. To becoming the other guy for a girl. Oh, we're going balls deep, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Deep. But wait, the other guy for two girls. Spoiler alert. Oh, there's a second. Oh no, you know her. Oh, I think I do. So I've had to cap one already and be like, all right, this can't. Mm. Uh huh. Yeah. So there's a lot of situations in my life that have come up that have oh, put my. me in precarious situations i'm learning things on the show i I like the fact that he didn't even have to mention names and i already know (laughs) so yeah i don't know how i did it but it's not a good thing because it's fucked with me because i don't that's not what i wanted Uh, that's not what i intended to have happen it's not good that they're employees (laughs) 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 but uh sometimes you know you just you shit where you eat yeah Mm-hmm. You no, just that's like mean to causing say that. drama. It's that means means no, but it's well, to call it shit. Yeah, right. Mean, it's not but. good. It's not a good situation yeah. that I put myself in earlier this year, but mm-hmm. I did because it toys on you emotionally. Okay, you know. Well, Paul's like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is kind of like scandal. Is we are. We are. Paul's like, we just pop popcorn. How did it make you feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now, right now, we're about ankle deep. We said we we're going balls deep. I'm trying to get there. It's hard okay, to okay. do right now. And he's also trying not to. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I know how his brain works, and he's restraining himself on purpose. I okay. am. Uh, it's tough because you start building up hopes, uh, and, the, and then you start to realize that those hopes might not be reality, and then... Right. Just it just gets worse and it piles on. It's just like, oh, I gotta step back. I gotta pull away from all of this, which is then tough because now you're you're waist deep into something and to mm-hmm. try to get out of that muddy water is very difficult. Mm-hmm. What else happened? I put a ridiculous amount of time into work to the point where I didn't see movies I wanted to see. I didn't mm-hmm. spend. I mean, what kind of time do we spend together? Me coming over here to do the podcast and for I have to rush part. out every time to yeah. get back to do payroll mm-hmm. or to get home for the dog and. And like uh, you said, all the conventions. Because I have less help. I couldn't go any. Yeah. I wanted to go to San Diego because who doesn't want to go to California? Mm-hmm. Right. Can't do that. Can't go to New York because I can't get away for more than a day. And what am I going to do? Go to New York for a day and then take the train back? I guess right. I could, but could. it's a waste of time and ticket. It's just like I killed myself just with the amount of time I put in, mm-hmm. which I realized by the end of the year, if I continue this, I will never date anybody. <laughs> I will burn myself out mm. and then. I will not want to do this. And once I reach that point with things where I'm just like, like with wrestling. Yeah. I woke up one day and was just like, oh, I am started getting those feelings like earlier. Like, mm. I don't know if I want to continue to do this. And then I wake up one day and go, I'm done. And then I'm done. Right. And I'm really scared that if I continue along the path I was on, that I would wake up one day and be like, I don't really feel like going into the gym anymore. Uh-huh. I'm just not going to go in. Well, I'm glad you're having that realization now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I've learned. That's yeah. a good thing. Oh, good. I've learned. We're learning from past mistakes. Good. Maybe. Well, a few. <laughs> <laughs> Others we repeat. Not all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, so, you know, I hired somebody to fill hours so mm-hmm. that I'm not there as much. So I have more time to do things. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the gym has grown, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But, I mean, we lost a lot of members just because of previous ownership. Sure. And then I took over, and they were just pissed off. They were all people who just never even showed up, too. Right. But it's part of the business. But we're growing and we're moving. Online sales have grown, so that's good. I think the problem was that the year was so emotional for me Mm. with relationship issues and then dealing with these other things that I didn't appreciate any of the good things. Mm. Like, I didn't appreciate the summer, going to the beach, spending time with people. Right. Like, the whole thing was totally overshadowed by the fact that I was emotionally miserable. Mm. So I'm really hoping that this year, having cleaned up some issues, that I can actually enjoy life. Yeah, that's important because, you know, if you've got a whole bunch of good things going on and you can't appreciate it because you've got this cloud of misery. Yeah. That's what it was. The whole year was just like, oh. Especially started the year off knowing I was like, this is not, I don't think I'm going to get married. This isn't going well. Uh And then it doesn't happen. And then all these other things, I'm just like, oh. Right. Oh, just kill me. We won't kill you, but we'll try to make it better. Right, because there's always a chance for Asplosion Part 2. Yes. We don't don't need that. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Probably want to cap it off right uh, there. Yeah, I can yeah. say more animal. Yeah, no, I'm going to protect you right okay, here and say we're going to stop. <laughs> uh, Paul, you want any, anything you want to go over? Uh, I mean, most of the year was just, it revolved around family mm-hmm. and career. Both kind of went through ups and downs and fluctuated a little bit. I mean, in terms of highs, it's just, uh, you know, just watching my son grow up and watching him hit certain oh, milestones. Yeah. I mean, you know, ha- having him go from like this, like, you know, like an amorphous blob of a baby who, you know, you basically just feed and change all the time right. to like this mobile human being to a walking toddler kind of just that progression is both gratifying and also horrifying, not horrifying, but scary because, you know, he's growing into this. It's it's no longer just it's like, a human being. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a human being that I'm responsible for. Yeah. And so it's like it, it's 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 gratifying to see the the positive things that he does. It sucks having to deal with some of the negative things that happen, like having to scold him or, you know, correct certain behavior because you mm-hmm. hate doing that. You know, yeah, it's absolutely. Like you, you see the look on his face when you... I say as a parent <laughs> that I'm not. <laughs> no, but I think if, you, if you've had pets or if you had siblings, sure, sure. you, you kind of have a, a similar, you know, an understanding of it at least. And then just, you know, the the trials and tribulations of, you know, marriage and the process and dealing with your marriage in addition to everything else that's going on in your life mm-hmm. and realizing that, you know, it really is hard work. It's not something that you can just cruise through. And so, you know, it's definitely, it's not like you get married and then the work is over. It, it continues. And I think that's something that I definitely realized this year. I mean, especially with the kid, it's like a whole new experience and uh i thought you were gonna break out into a whole new oh world oh my god i was thinking and the royalties we can't afford either yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh i think like you know career-wise it's just i think the only high point really was it was both a high point and like the lowest of low points was like <laughs> a trial on my own mm-hmm. um, you know i'd always sat second seat to people and uh handling something from inception to actually carrying it out it was uh it was both stressful and time consuming and everything just you know everything about it was just it was great to be able to carry it out and execute mm-hmm. but it was also uh very scary but everything ended up you know at least on the positive side of good. things good not bad. Speaking of positives, yeah. let's talk about some good stuff. 
Oh, that wasn't the good stuff. Wait, what talk- happened? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I hadn't gotten to my good stuff. Yet. Oh, okay. I was just, I just did my negative stuff. Oh, you have a list of good things. Oh yeah. Oh geez. <laughs> well, I was twenty one and one. Wow, it was that bad. January first, I woke up. I swear to God, everything was better. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> uh, as far as things go for the show, there mm. were a lot of things that happened this year. We got some new co-hosts in Paulo. Yay! Yay! And uh, Matt West recently joined us too. Hopefully, he'll be on more in the future as well. Uh, we had that great interview with Tony Horton. That was pretty yes, amazing. That was fun. That was an unexpected opportunity. You never think you're going to land someone like that. that but more too. Yeah. I got to push that out there. I think for it's the fitness community. I think it's ultimately just a great listen in general for, for so many different reasons. And he seemed to genuinely he's enjoy he's it too. He's a so. motivational guy. He just happens to use fitness as the, right. the vehicle to get right. there. That was a big get. I remember seeing that and be like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> How'd they pull that off? <laughs> Not, well, you know, like, you know, seeing it, you're like, wow, you know, it's really stepping it up. Yeah. Lego Batman 3, we had that exclusive character reveal. That was a yeah, big deal. That's cool. The Smash Up game we started playing this year. People like that. People seem to really like it. It's probably one of the most interactive segments hey. we've started. Last week, I noticed that we didn't have anything from Mr. Shuck, 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 Shuck. We did. Yeah, we did. Did you? Yeah, on the birthday show. No, 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 no. Oh, last week. Last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't. We yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They knew most. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this year I started doing some of the Delaware shows where I, I've, I've driven down. I went twice last year mm-hmm. to see my friend Chris and we did shows both time. And that's a little different kind of show, but I enjoy doing yeah. those. And I'm, I'm sure I'll go down at least twice again this year, if not more. It's a long trip, but uh, I do like seeing him more often. I like those shows, by the way, as somebody who's like from the outside looking yeah. in, because it's like you're 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 one person here, but then when you're with your friend down in Delaware, it's almost like you're a different person. Our dynamic is totally different, yeah, and, and it's you, it, great. that's just the uh, relationships you have with certain people, right? Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's almost like. It's almost like he knows so much about you that you're just like nervous about what he's going to say. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, remember that time we killed that hooker and we buried her in the backyard? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Edit! Edit! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's part of it is some, of it. well, no, it's not, I'm never afraid of what he's going to say because nothing could possibly be that mm-hmm. bad. But, uh, it is, he's, he's always, he's infinitely entertaining. Rob actually me, so. has the flashy thing from Men in Black. So yeah. he flashes people's <laughs> memories out when he does stupid stuff. Exactly. Um, this year I realized a childhood dream and I finally became Batman, even if only in costume. It's so funny. It's like, as you're saying, I'm going, he's Batman. <laughs> this was the year that I finally, it took it so cool. long to put the costume together, even yeah. though my cape ripped, which is a bummer. I have to restitch the collar underneath mm-hmm. the cowl, but, uh, I was able to finally go out and like take pictures of it and go to a convention with it. And even though I don't necessarily enjoy the act of cosplaying itself that much, it's it's not the kind of attention I mentioned this before. It's not the kind of attention I'm really looking for. It's kind of cool to just be like at any time I can just throw that on. Yeah. <laughs> not that I do a random times of the day or anything, but I have the option if I need to. I like how, <laughs> I like how you're you're sort of ashamed of it. Like how some women are like sometimes I just put my wedding dress on and clean the house. Right. It's like sometimes I just put the back cowl on and I do a little bit of vacuuming. So I'm dusting shelves. The rest of the costume's easy. The cowl is so difficult to put on and take <laughs> off. Oh, my God. That is not a casual change. Uh, a couple other things from this year that were big for me and the show in general. Going to San Diego Comic-Con. Finally, this was the first time I went to one. Pretty awesome to go there. Uh, the fact that we saw Podcrash live, that was cool. Got to finally meet Chris in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Chris Gore, for people who don't know who I'm talking about. 
sneaking into the press area was a good thing. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. that was something I didn't think was going to happen, but it shows that if you sell yourself like you should be there, other people will think the same. Fake it till you make Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I met the two remaining Mythbusters that I hadn't yet, which was very cool. Got to see a, uh, private, the, the recording itself, I guess, was private in a private room, even though it went out over the radio of the Howard Stern crew doing the Marvel DC town hall. Yeah. That was awesome. And then I had a couple random encounters on the streets with Baba Booey and Kevin Smith. Cool. So all awesome stuff that happened there. New York Comic Con was again really big this year. We had a lot of opportunities that, uh, New York, I tend to really like just because we get that kind of access that we don't mm-hmm. at any other con to the, uh, kind of people that we do at this one. So I had the opportunity to interview Sarah Chalk, mm-hmm. Chris Parnell, Justin Roiland, Dan Harmon, Brecken Meyer, Arthur Parsons, Troy Baker, like, if you were telling me that I was going to talk to all those people in like a matter of a weekend, I would be just impressed with myself. And I am still. <laughs> uh, I got autographs from, uh, and bumpers from Ben Spiner and LeVar Burton. Meeting my TV hero, LeVar Burton was just awesome to, uh, like I still think about it. I think about the interaction. He was just the nicest person. And the fact that he did the bumper when he never does that stuff, or at least said he never does that stuff, just felt so special to me. And the uh, Star Trek The Next Generation cast mm-hmm. conversation that we went to after the convention itself was fantastic. Um, made some new friends this year on a personal level, which was nice. Most people you meet now through social media, but I actually tend to meet actual people at conventions, right. um, which is cool. So I started hanging out with my friend Ryu a lot this year. And, uh, my friend Kyla, who mm-hmm. you guys heard on the, the birthday show as well and the Rhode Island mm-hmm. show. So those were both cool new people to meet mm-hmm. and, uh, all the new Oreo flavors this year. I mean, guys, come on, <laughs> come on. Let's prioritize where it needs to be. Those are friends for a lifetime. <laughs> the yeah. Oreos. Yeah. 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 Not that the girls aren't either. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. The Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get mad at you. They don't throw stuff at you. They're so sweet. They're sweet. Yeah. Yeah. They're not all good though. They're not all good. There was that caramel apple. I see. I liked that one. Mm, oh, I like that one. Not all good. Uh, but that's pretty much the bulk of what I wanted to cover. So if there's nothing else, we can start wrapping this bad boy up. Huh. Yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Final thoughts or something you want to plug, Mike Volpe? Uh, Instagram, SBV Supplements, and or Westerly Fitness. I encourage and SBVFitness.com. Buy protein. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Polo. <laughs> I never have anything to plug. Go to thegeekgeneration.com. Go to the Amazon link. Go to the whatever shop stuff. Shop, yeah. <laughs> Buy things. Buy all the things. Buy things. Patreon. That stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do it. See everything else we do. You can go to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. Follow us at thegeekgeneration.com/slash/tumblr and at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machinary Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Since we're wrapping up 2014, we're going to go full steam ahead into 2015 as we come back with new content for you next week. So until then, later. Make it so.